the only way you can learn to love yourself is to do the work yourself. Nobody can kind of hand that to you in any form and say, here you go, now you love yourself. It has to be our own practice. That was the fabulous Wendy Tallis. And this is the Everything Spiritual Podcast. Welcome to episode 49. In this episode, Wendy talks to us about her work, which involves helping women to heal the wounds they have from their relationship with their mother. She helps them to reconnect to the divine feminine. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode of the Everything Spiritual Podcast. Today, we're interviewing Wendy Tallis. Wendy is a kinesiologist who works with women to heal deep hurts from their childhood, specialising in healing the relationship with their mothers, otherwise known as healing the mother wound. Welcome, Wendy. We're very excited to chat with you today. Hi. Hello, ladies. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, I actually read in some of your information that this whole journey started when you had your first child and obviously there was some stuff that happened then that really set you on the spiritual path. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I I never really knew that I had kind of anything to heal around my my mum until I had my first baby. And just to sort of put that in context, my mum had died when I was 15. Um, We hadn't had a very good relationship as I sort of turned into a teenager. It was quite a a kind of a difficult relationship in lots of ways. I think we were very similar to each other and uh, and probably butted heads quite a lot. So when she suddenly passed away, um, she actually took her own life. So it was very sort of sudden and unexpected. And back then, you know, it was sort of, I don't know why, but it was as if there was just no kind of support for for grief, you know, and I don't know if that was because my dad just chose not to have that sort of help, you know. So as a family, it was like we were almost told to to just kind of get on with, with things. And, you know, she was very rarely mentioned. And I don't know, it's terrible when you look back now, but I think that was maybe just the, the time where, you know, it wasn't sort of seen as something that you perhaps needed help with. Um, and so that's what I did, really. You know, I just sort of got on with my life and, and did different things and, and what have you. But it wasn't until I had my first baby. And I can remember just looking at this little precious little bundle and this enormous well of grief kind of came up with me. Well, I didn't even probably know it was grief. I just knew that I wasn't really feeling very good about things. And, and I think, I, you know, I wasn't a very confident mum. I'd actually always made the decision I wasn't actually going to have children but you know that didn't kind of work out so um I'd never sort of been around babies I'd never changed a nappy um I had no idea, you know, when he cried and people would say, well, you know, is he, is it, a, is it the cry because he's wet or is it a cry because he's hungry or is it a cry? And I was like, I have no idea. I really don't know why, why he was doing. But I think that kind of rocked my confidence as well, you know, not being very confident to start with and then having a very kind of fussy, you know, baby that just either cried or, or fed and, and that was it. So I think that sort of emotion that welled up with me was a lot of my own sort of confidence and what have you. But I just, just remember thinking how could somebody have left me you know when I look at my little baby um, you just can't imagine how anybody could choose to make that decision I suppose and and because I'd never really dealt with the grief you know it had all been sort of squashed down in me I think a lot of my emotions had been you know almost kind of numbed out a little bit as well so but I but at the time I didn't know that I thought I actually thought that there was something not quite right with my little boy you know because he was so fussy and he seemed a bit I don't know just kind of disconnected as if he wasn't quite fully on earth or something and so 
um, somebody led me to a kinesiologist. I had no idea what that was or I'd never heard the word before, but I just thought, oh, well, look, I'll, I'll take him and maybe, you know, she might be able to see what's, you know, what's wrong with him. And, and as it turned out, there was nothing wrong with him at all. It was me. Um, and it was me who was fussy. It was me who was disconnected. And so really he was just picking up on my, my energy. Now that was probably making him feel like he wasn't very safe because I didn't feel very safe. Um, so I started working with this woman and I had, again, I had no idea what she was doing. She sort of moved my arm around and did different things and, and made me, you know, sort of say, you know, different statements and, and things. But over, you know, over the, the course of a few sessions, I just really started to feel different, you know, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what had shifted. I just started to feel different inside me. And it took a while and it wasn't always pretty. You know, there was a lot of stuff that had to be kind of acknowledged, I suppose, that I probably had sort of squashed down. And it wasn't just grief. You know, there was a lot of blame and shame from my kind of perspective as well. So it was a lot of other stuff as as well coming up. And when she would sort of say these things, it was like, how does she know that? Like, how could she, you know, how can she see this stuff? Because I was very keen to keep the lid on all of these emotions that I didn't think were very nice things and I wasn't going really want to talk to anybody about them so it was it was sort of I guess because she held such a safe space for me you know and I really felt as we worked together I got to know her you know I began to sort of feel like I could trust her to really tell her how I you know how I felt and kind of acknowledge those feelings and it just it just helped me to shift what it was inside me you know I think that I'd always probably felt that there was a bit of a an, an empty hole inside me that I didn't quite know what it was and I probably tried to cover it with lots of other things that weren't very healthy for me but that's what you do when you don't really know what's you know what's kind of going on with you so you know so I started to change but as I say then I noticed my little boy started to change as well and he stopped being the fussy disconnected person that he was just showing me that I was if you know what I mean so it was um yeah it was so profound for me that that was what made me think you know I really want to be able to do this for for people and I probably originally thought you know I can just help my own children with this you know help my help my own family and it kind of has just grown from there to I suppose me having that you know that deep desire in me to want to help women because I know what that deep hurt feels like I know what that empty hole feels like um, I can see it in women I can feel it in in women and um, and I'm lucky enough to have the tools you know in this kind of energetic toolbox that I have now that um that can help women who are feeling similar to the way I felt who have gone through the things that I went through that's beautiful is there in the work that you've done so you've worked with a lot of women over time is there yeah. main wounds is there similarities is there patterns that draw your attention that you could talk to us about there are definitely patterns that come through and, and mostly, you know, we definitely see aspects of self-worth, self-esteem and there, there really is a part of us that can't love and nurture ourselves, which is really what we want from, from our mum. And when we don't get that, um, it's as if we decide that we, we are, there's obviously something wrong with us. You know, if, if your own mum can't sort of see you as being acceptable and, and lovable, then there has to be something really quite bad inside me or there's something that is quite wrong with me. So it shows up a lot with, you know, self-esteem that we don't feel, you know, don't feel enough of anything good enough, you know, happy enough, 
um, whatever it is, it's the, the word enough comes up an awful lot in, in sessions because that part of us that, you know, really begins to believe that we we have to have something very, very wrong with us to, to not feel that we can be loved. We don't kind of understand, I don't think, how deep that connection with our mum is. You know, we, we there's only one person who can bring us into the world and that connection that we have with that person is you know, so deep, so, so almost like primal, I think, you know, we depend on, on that person for our survival, that it, it creates this connection with, with that woman that you don't have with probably any other woman in your whole life. So when something is not right with that relationship, it, it triggers, you know, a lot of these very deep um, instinctual kind of fears within us that perhaps we're actually not going to survive because um, there's something wrong with us. So it's really yeah incredible how how similar patterns come through but then of course everybody's got their own different relationship as well you know and and I can see women and there's like a spectrum from women who don't always get on with mum but it's more of an annoyance rather than anything else maybe and you know it's sort of on one end of the spectrum through to to other women who have had you know, terrible experiences really you know abuse and trauma of various kinds and, and really heartbreaking kind of stories of what some women have been through too so you know on that spectrum of things you know you can vary from from one end of it to to the other but the pain is the same whether you're at this end of the spectrum or whether you're on that end you still have the same feelings I think so it's it's maybe the you know similar kind of vein through through all of us depending you know regardless of what's showing up for us we still have that that deep sort of feeling of hurt inside us. I saw that you really emphasize self-love as being the key really to healing and yeah I just wonder if you could talk a little bit about that. Sure well you know I think it's a fundamental thing for all of us but for for people who are kind of um, healing that kind of that mother wound um, it's so important for us to remember that if we can love and nurture ourselves we can really create the life that that we want to do so you know with my work it's it's not just that kind of energetic aspect of actually releasing the the negative kind of imprints as it were it's also then um talking about the mindset work that we need to do you know that the 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 practices and the actions that we can take in our own lives so it can actually help us to to start to remember that we do have the capacity inside us for for love and and often I think there's 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 more capacity in in these women than there is in in other people it's almost as if you need it so much you've got this enormous well of love that you are prepared to give to other people and, and very often you know you know they're quite and sort of sensitive empathic type women you know it's as if it actually brings up this this aspect of love for us and allows us to kind of share more than than perhaps we we would otherwise so it's like that combination of you know doing the energetic work you know really sort of acknowledging and seeing what's there and then gently releasing it but then doing the the inner work ourselves which which is where the work comes in, I suppose, for most people. It's it's that, you know, we the only way you can learn to love yourself is to do the work yourself. Nobody can kind of hand that to you in any form and say, here you go, now you love yourself. It has to be our own, you know, our own practice. And and that's not always easy, is it? You know, some days it can be really easy and other days you just, you know, you just completely forget and other days you feel like you're going back down on a bit of a spiral towards where you used to be. So it's just, you know, and I think that's, that's where women need to be held you know it's on that 
that sort of daily or weekly sort of, you know, reconnection with themselves, you know, just to remind themselves of that capacity that they have, you know, and to certainly for me, you know, I, I encourage a lot of heart coherence, meditation, mindfulness, you know, I think self-love is not just, you know, I don't know, having a day at the spa or, or whatever it's, you know, it really taps into our own spirituality and our own sense of our connection with God, who, however, or whoever that sort of may show for you. So it, it sort of pulls in the, the sort of spiritual aspects of, of women who um, can begin to, I suppose, reconnect with the divine essence of God within them. Um, because when you allow that in and when you connect with that energy, I think that's when you really start to see the, the capacity that you have for love um, in yourself. So um, I love doing doing those practices with women you know I think you can you can watch a, a woman in meditation and in heart coherence and see her as she begins to just focus on what she has to be grateful for or what she has to be you know what she can appreciate all of the good things and when you do that on that consistent basis and um, eventually that becomes your vibration you know we're just shifting people's vibrations from feeling that you know they are not worth very much to anybody and certainly not to themselves to really being able to feel the difference of how this is how it feels when I appreciate myself, when I have gratitude for everything I have in my life, no matter how it shows up, and then connecting in with that kind of deeper, the deeper essence, you know, that aspect of God within us is when we start to see the the miracles come through. You know, people can shift in an instant if, um, you know, if we can get them into that right vibration to do that. And for some women, you know, I say, you know, when they, they might be having, you know, difficult days or they're feeling like, oh, it's just, you know, this is just too hard. I can't keep doing this all the time is to say, you know, what would you what would you say to your very best friend right now if that was her saying that to you? You know, treat yourself as your very best friend. Give yourself that unconditional love um, and, and just, you know, it's it's like practising anything. You know, the more we practise, the better we, we become and, and, you know, and some days aren't good days because that's life and we have our our human existence and, and some days are shit and it's and it's hard to sort of think you know okay I'm going to sit and, and meditate and we don't but um, the more we do it it's like strengthening that muscle isn't it of, of anything that we do you know our intuition our, our spirituality and you know for women who have got children you know often they will say I want it to stop with me, you know, particularly if they can see that there are perhaps patterns, you know, and that, you know, they're maybe mirroring their own mum and, and she's, you know, she's had her own mothering as well. So it's not her fault. It's not a blame or shame thing. It's just saying there are certain things that are coming through. Um, and for some women, you know, they just say, I, I want this to stop with me. You know, I think our, our children, yeah, they have their own problems in, in the world. You know, we live in this fast-paced, technology-based, you know, they're, they're going to have their own struggles with different things in life. They don't also want the, the hang-ups of, you know, of mum or grandma or, or, you know, whatever else is coming in through the through the genome. So I think that, you know, this world that we're living in is 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 tricky enough for them. So, you know, clear clear the stuff that just isn't going to serve them and um, and you know, what a gift to be able to give to your own children, I think, to be able to do that for them. I really love that. I mean, I love the idea of this multi-generational thing and then finally, like, 
you know, the empowering idea of just being the one to step up and say, like, I'm actually going to end it here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. It's amazing. It is such beautiful work. And I, you know, I'm I'm amazed at the people I work with, the women I work with, you know, their their strength and their tenacity and their intention, you know, because it is all it is all based on our intention of what it is we're we're ready to let go of and what it is that we're really wanting to bring in and and to see, you know, what what people can let go of and how they can move on from things that you would just think would bring somebody to their knees at times and, and make them wonder what on earth is life about to have to have, you know, gone through what they've gone through. So to, you know, to have that inner strength in them where there's just something that's pushing them to get this cleared, you know, to to shift what isn't what isn't working for them, to fill that empty hole that is inside them. Um, they just um, yeah, amaze me every day of yeah, just what we as women are capable of of doing for ourselves and for our babies, you know, for our children. It's it's as if again, it's that primal kind of urge of some sort in us that you know makes us want to sort of make things better for our own children. I am so excited about where the world's going and what's going on and everyone becoming conscious and aware and looking at themselves and their patterns and working to fix it and change it and stuff. Like I don't think there's ever been a generation, I'm not conscious of my other lives, I guess, but I don't know, there's ever been so much awareness being brought to this stuff and it's so beautiful and it just creates like so much possibility that isn't there when we're not conscious. Um, and so many people are being so brave and looking at, you know, difficult things. Like the work can be really hard, but um, I'm just really excited about what's possible. Hmm. And, like, even, like, I don't know if I'm going to have kids, um, but I still feel like whatever I heal, it it is changing the world, whether it's through my interactions with my friends or my clients or the vibration I hold and walk out with. So even if I'm never going to have kids, healing this stuff to me is still the most profound and mm, important thing. Absolutely. And yeah, it's about healing the, the world, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We are all one. So yeah. when you are healing yourself, you are healing everybody. You know, we, we're, we're not just singular singular people, you know. So whether you, yeah, whether you have your children or not, everything, every aspect of ourselves that we are healing are healing it across consciousness sort of a thing. So, you know, every little bit is helping humanity. And I think that's what we're doing is that we're, humanity is raising you know is is raising the the vibration raising consciousness and um, and it is it's so exciting to think you know where is this where is this going to go you know how how much can we grow how much can we vibe into different things so it's it's a great time isn't it to you know for us to be aware of these things you know and to know that we can actually consciously lift you know, lift another person, we can consciously lift the planet, lift humanity is, um, yeah, that is so exciting. The possibilities are amazing. I saw something on your website, Wendy, that stood out to me and it was um, the connection between feeling unacknowledged as a child and how that can lead to feelings of neediness and then how feeling unaccepted as a child can lead to feelings of unworthiness. And I was really interested in that because I thought, oh, how many times have I in my life um, felt unworthy and maybe that was coming from a feeling of unacceptance or, or what was underneath that. And, yeah, so I've never um, heard it connected like that before and I thought that was really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, it's... 
Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? I think it's, you know, we can look at a lot of things and and think, okay, so why do I feel like this? You know, where can I, where can I track this this back to? And I think that's, you know, that's what I love about kinesiology um, or any kind of you know energy work is that we can go back to um, to the origin of something whether it's in this lifetime or whether it's even something that's come come in that's you know at our, within our dna or from past lives if that's if that's just sort of the, the belief that there are past lives so it's when we can go back to that point where we can say yeah okay this is you know this is this is the age that is showing and this is the emotion that is showing at that age and this is the pattern that is around that age and somebody can sort of you know you, you can almost see the cogs starting to to kind of turn in somebody's head where they go oh yeah oh my god I remember that you know and and all of a sudden it's like ding 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 you know the the pieces get put together and it doesn't have to be a kind of a traumatic you know event to do that it's just as if a, the higher part of you is sort of going you found it you found that part of me that has been waiting to be healed and we can now go in and do the healing around that particular part of us and 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 know that that's that's it you know we've we've healed that little bit sort of a thing and then we start to shift the way we feel and 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 you know I think the thing with our relationship with our mum is that we we're only doing the healing for ourselves you know mum's not there mum's not involved in the session mum doesn't even need to know about the you know the work that we're doing because some some women would never want to talk to their mums and say well this is how I feel about the relationship because it would be you know upsetting to say that to their to their mums so when we when we heal we don't change the relationship we don't change the way mum is because mum is mum and mum is who she is what all we're doing is changing the way we feel about that relationship because when we when we heal what's inside us we start to see the difference reflected back to us outside. So really, you know, mum is reflecting an aspect of us that feels unloved or uncared for. Um, and so when we begin to heal the way that we feel, we no longer have to have that reflected back to us. And all of a sudden, you know, women can suddenly say, you know, I you know, that they've talked to their mum about something and normally she might have been a bit sort of, oh, that never happened or oh, or you just, you know, I don't know where you get these ideas from or whatever it is. And all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, oh, okay, I never knew that. You know, I didn't know you felt like that. And and there's, you can see this sort of lock of shock in a way. It's like, who is this? Who is this person who is suddenly behaving differently towards me? And it's because I'm behaving differently towards me and that's all it's showing us. So... You know, it's just, I don't know, it's amazing. I could talk about it for hours because every time I every time I speak to someone, every time someone comes back to me and wants to say, oh, I just wanted to tell you, you know, that this happened and that happened, it's just like, you know, oh, you know, it is amazing work and what we can, what we can do, how we can heal, how we can grow. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. It is wonderful. I've, um, I'm not going to go into detail. I've talked on this podcast before. I had an abusive alcoholic mother, and I, I won't go into the detail of it, but I feel like the relationship that I had with her has been the biggest impetus for growth in my life, like by far. And I feel like um, look, we've got a great relationship now and she's not drinking, and I, I like I really deeply love her. I feel like I've forgiven her. And But what's amazing to me is that I'm at a place now when I look back that I wouldn't take any of that back. 
because I feel like I'm not there yet with my self-love, but I've worked or played or whatever or, or focused on it. And I feel like I've had to reclaim it for myself, in myself, in an independent way that's not dependent on any kind of external validation from anybody and it feels strong and it's still growing and I feel like if I hadn't had that, I wouldn't, like I had, if I hadn't had that experience with my mum, I wouldn't have gone through all the work and I wouldn't be as strong and as clear and as accepting of myself as what I am now. So I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about like the miracle stories, the success stories. Like there's people out there who are listening right now who might have crappy relationships with their mums or wounds that they're in touch with or aware of or even not aware of. So I'm just hoping that you could speak to them about what's possible on the other side of that. Yeah, sure, sure. I'd love to. I'd love to. And that's, yeah, what an amazing story, you know, to to know that you can you know, you can see the blessing in, in everything because very often we we don't see the blessing for a very long time with with the work. But, you know, definitely, you know, women that have worked with me have transformed the way that they they feel in, in the relationship. And I think when they know that everything that is inside of them is all that they have to work on, um, there's nothing outside of them that they have to do anything about. And it almost gives them permission to say, you know what, you can just focus on you and that's all you need to do is just focus on on you. Don't worry about what's showing up in mum. Don't worry about what she's saying, you know, and they can just not be triggered so much by, by mum. So although she can still be the same because, like I say, we haven't, we're not working on mum, we're working on the person. All of a sudden the things that would have previously triggered that woman is enough for her to just go, oh, well, you know, oh, that's a shame. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry to hear that or whatever it is that would normally have, you know, really kind of, oh, you know, made them feel really angry inside or, or you know, given them that response to it. All of a sudden it's as if they, they can literally shrug their shoulders and just go, oh, well, that's a shame, isn't it, and just carry on as if nothing had happened and just think, well, you know what, there's nothing I can do about that. That's mum. This is me. You know, she's going to have to sort of, you know, just deal with that in, in the way that she is and be able to kind of have that compassion as well, you know, that um, she can see that, you know, mum maybe needs her own healing, but that's mum's journey and she doesn't have to fix things as well when you step away from that because you're not being triggered to respond to it. Um, that's when you start to feel this, you know, this. it's almost like... Um, Feeling peace, you know, feeling at peace, having acceptance within yourself and that everything is as it should be. And all you have to do is love and nurture yourself. And the more that she focuses on that, um, the more the outside triggers just aren't there anymore. And I think, you know, sometimes sometimes we don't even know what we want. You know, if I can sort of say to women sometimes, what is it that you do want? Very often there's almost like a blank look, you know, it's a bit like, oh, I don't really know what I want. You know, it's like we just, we've never asked ourselves those sorts of questions or delved that, that deep into ourselves. You know, it's as if we've become very lost ourselves, um, in the, the roles that we're, we're playing and the, the parts that we're, we're taking on. So, so yeah, so it is, it is something that I, I do see the, the fixing personality. And, and sometimes I think too, there's, um, I often see where, Mum almost seems to live a life vicariously through her daughter, so that, that it, it's as if the boundaries again between mother and child. It's like 
you know, she wants me to be her best friend, you know, and, and over overshares with me, you know, mothers telling daughters all sorts of things that you would just say, oh, you know, should you talk to your daughter about your personal life and, oh, I don't know, other things. So, you know, th- those boundaries can very often be very blurred between where is where is mum sitting, where is the, the child sitting and, and where, you know, where are the boundaries between between those things. So I think, yeah, Amy, that's a very common you know, common thing to to see, and and it really is that that part of us pulling pulling ourselves back into the the boundaries of you know this is where I end and and this is where Mum starts and and feeling into that a lot more. So do you see? Because I mean, I see this in healers, but I I feel like it's also something we take on through that mother one as well as that martyr archetype um, and the sacrificial kind of energy. I feel like collectively we're shifting a lot of that, like I think in spirituality and in our relationships and it is something that's shifting, but I, God, it feels like a really big, a really big energy. Yeah. Yeah. Sacrifice is, is a big um, pattern um, that, that, that comes in and, you know, and I look at the, the kind of archetypal energy as well with, with women because it gives me, you know, it gives us a very good insight Um around what are the patterns that are repeating so when the martyr comes up as the as the archetypal energy you know we know that there's patterns of of a woman who is who is you know almost choosing to suffer um because she feels that that's her duty perhaps as a as a mother is that some part of me has to be sacrificed um and sacrifice patterns again yeah very often come up and and i think too um you know, when we go back to find these sacrifice things, they do very, very often are coming in through the maternal line. So it, it's coming in through, you know, through that that kind of um, lineage of us. And, and that we've, you know, women before us have, have very often sacrificed, you know, our mothers, our grandmothers. And, you know, certainly in my family, I can see that women, you know, almost, believe that that was what you had to do is you sacrificed yourself for your children you sacrificed yourself for your husband and any dreams that you might have had for yourself or your own kind of well-being or your own you know yeah goals in life were were given up in order to be a, a wife and and a mother so I think you know if I saw that in my mum I think it would have been even more in her mum and even more in her mum and, and you know and I think did some research once about how many kind of generations have there been since you know homo sapiens kind of arrived on on earth or developed or whatever and it's something like you know it's over 5,000 generations for us to be in this generation right now so that's 5,000 women who have come before us and who have lived to childbearing age themselves who have given birth to a healthy child who also got to childbearing age 5,000 odd times you know it's just amazing when you think that you know the the kind of epigenetics now you know the science is showing us that it's not just our the color of our eyes and our crooked nose or something that might come through in the in the family line you know it's the experiences and the the habits and the you know the life that our ancestors went through is also being carried through in the genome it's not just the physical traits it's also the emotional traits so you know if you imagine what 5,000 women have perhaps gone through just to get to childbearing age themselves just to actually ensure that their own children survived and we are carrying a little bit of that in in each of us you know and not just the, the the hard stuff because there would be you know 
poverty and sickness and you know imprisonment and torture and all sorts of things that that our ancestors went through you know that were very negative but also there's the positive as well you know that strength and tenacity and determination just to survive is also coming through in us so each of those parts play play a part of who we are but what we're doing with with this work is we're looking at the parts that perhaps don't really don't really kind of do as much good in in this century right now where we are you know it's it's not you know women sacrificing themselves and sacrificing any goal they might have for themselves or their dreams or their hopes because they think that you know that's what you do as a mother because that's what I saw my mother do and that's what she saw her mother do and and, and on and on and on you know we know now um you know we are in a different time aren't we that we can look at those those kind of patterns and think you know this isn't serving me and it's certainly not what I want my children to um to sort of be you know have a limiting belief that they have to kind of sacrifice a part of them as well so we're in that time and place where we can look at what it is we do want and we can look at what it is we don't want and and we can do something about it and I don't think any generation has probably ever done that before yeah we are at that point in our consciousness and our awareness where you know we're we're so lucky to be able to to do what we're doing now it's amazing so if you were going to leave the listeners with like one real nugget of wisdom about diving into their own um relationship with their mum or coming to a place of self-acceptance around that right just one nugget of wisdom if you had to leave the listeners with it what what would you say i would say that it all begins with you it is all within you and that the key to the way that you might like to to feel is through the the path of self-love and nurturing yourself and that is the key to your happiness really is to be able to give yourself what it is you really need and to find out what that is and then to give it to yourself and you can be the cause of miracles simply through loving yourself wow <laughs> so true and so beautiful and so inspiring thank you uh, also so if, ever, if anyone is really fascinated with diving into this where can they find you and how can they work with you yeah, sure. Well, they can find me on Facebook. So my, um, I've always got my personal profile, but my business page is Wendy Tullis Kinesiologist. And I've also got a website, which is uh, com. So um, within Facebook, I've also got a Facebook group as well. You can find a link to that through my page. So And that is the mother-daughter healing support. And that's where we talk all things mother-daughter and um, and how we can kind of learn about what it is we need the things that yeah that we see and how we can support each other because I think that's the you know that's also another thing is that as women we we need to support each other we need to come back to our sisterhood and to our you know that aspect of women supporting women and and that's one of the things that I really want to create in my group is to feel that there is a supportive place that you can come and and get some help and and, yeah find the things that you need so um so yeah if anybody wants to yeah come by and drop me a drop me a message or come and have a chat with me yeah more than happy to do that awesome I love that I love the sisterhood thing yeah yeah very cool Yeah. yeah it is well thank you so much thank you so much for coming and chatting with us thank you for having me it's been beautiful to connect with you thank you yeah and you've left me some things to consider about my own mother wound
Yeah. Um, yes, thank you so much. And thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank Bye. you. This podcast was brought to you by Amy at wildsoulhealing.com, Kara at shiningwellness.com.au, and Mita at ishvari.com.au. And that's Ishvari, I-S-H-V-A-R-I. If you'd like to work with any of us, we're available for consultation in person or online. You can find us at everythingspiritualpodcast.com. We'd love you to join our community. We're on Facebook as the Everything Spiritual Podcast Facebook group, or you can follow us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, topics or feedbacks or anybody that you want interviewed, feel free to let us know. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.